Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 312. We'll look at Acts chapter 24, verses 10 through 21. Let's read our passage. When the governor motioned for him to speak, Paul replied, Because I know you have been a judge of this nation for many years, I am glad to offer my defense in what concerns me. You can verify for yourself that it is no more than twelve days since I went up to worship in Jerusalem. They didn't find me arguing with anyone or causing a disturbance among the crowd, either in the temple or in the synagogues or anywhere in the city. Neither can they prove the charge they are now making against me. But I admit this to you. I worship the God of my ancestors according to the way, which they call a sect, believing everything that is in accordance with the law and written in the prophets. I have a hope in God, which these men themselves also accept, that there will be a resurrection, both of the righteous and the unrighteous. I always strive to have a clear conscience toward God and men. After many years, I came to bring charitable gifts and offerings to my people. While I was doing this, some Jews from Asia found me ritually purified in the temple, without a crowd and without any uproar. It is they who ought to be here before you to bring charges, if they have anything against me. Or let these men here state what wrongdoing they found in me when I stood before the Sanhedrin. Other than this one statement I shouted while standing among them, today I am on trial before you concerning the resurrection of the dead. Well, Paul's in Caesarea. He's been taken there to stand trial before Felix, the governor of Judea. Paul was rescued in Jerusalem by the Roman commander and sent to the Sanhedrin, and they uh, developed into a fight over the resurrection, and there was a plot to kill Paul, so the commander sent him to Caesarea, the headquarters of the provincial governor, and told the accusers of Paul to go there to make their case, and so they did. It was the chief priest, Ananias, some of the elders, and a lawyer named Tertullus. We don't really know anything about Tertullus. Uh, Speculation is he's a Hellenistic Jew. We know Ananias, the high priest, is a Sadducee. And the elders, we don't know who. Uh, We would assume it's probably other Sadducees, since the Pharisees seem to be actually arising to Paul's defense when he stood before the Sanhedrin. They made their case, and they made three charges against Paul. One, that he's a troublemaker, that he's a threat to the peace, that in Jerusalem and all around the world, the Roman world, Paul has been causing trouble. They said he's the ringleader of the Nazarene sect. And the third charge is that he attempted to defile the temple. So Paul gives his defense here, and he begins it, we see it here in verse 10. When the governor motioned for him to speak, Paul replied, Because I know you've been a judge of this nation for many years, I'm glad to offer my defense in what concerns me. So he makes uh, some some positive statements here about Felix, uh, not the flattering, uh, untruthful things that Tertullus had said, but just that you've been around a long time, you know what's going on, you're qualified to be a judge. In verse 11, he says, You can verify for yourself that it's no more than 12 days since I went up to worship in Jerusalem. So here he's dealing with the first charge, the charge that he's a troublemaker. 
and he's been causing trouble everywhere. He is a threat to the peace. So here he says, it's only been 12 days since I arrived in Jerusalem, and three of those days have been basically in custody. So how, how much could I have done? Verse 12, they didn't find me arguing with anyone or causing a disturbance among the crowd, either in the temple or in the synagogues or anywhere in the city. I say, okay, the whole time I've been in Jerusalem, there has been no trouble. I haven't been arguing with people. I haven't been causing trouble. Verse 13, neither can they prove the charges they're now making against me. So his point is, I've only been in Jerusalem less than two weeks, and three of those days I've been in custody. How much trouble could I have caused? But I didn't cause any trouble. And they can't show any witnesses that say I was causing trouble. Now he deals with the second charge, that he's a ringleader of the sect of Nazarenes. Verse 14, But I admit this to you, I worship the God of my ancestors according to the way, which they call a sect, believing everything that is in accordance with the law and written in the prophets. I have a hope in God, which these men themselves also accept, that there will be a resurrection both of the righteous and the unrighteous. So his defense that he's a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes is, well, he admits, yeah, I am a Christian. Now, he doesn't use the term Nazarene sect. He says that I worship the God of my ancestors according to the way, which they call a sect. So he says it's the way, and, and what this way is, is we believe what the prophets said. We believe all that's in the Old Testament. We believe what's in the law, and we then follow the way. It's not a sect. It's not a party. It's not a denomination. It's the only way to follow God. It's the way of the Lord. And he brings up the resurrection. Now, one thing he says here is, I have a hope in God, which these men themselves also accept that there will be a resurrection. Now, if all these guys are Sadducees, actually, they don't have that hope of a resurrection. No, at least the high priest doesn't. Now, interesting thing here, he says a resurrection both of the righteous and the unrighteous. That's what we believe, is there will be a resurrection of the dead, and then judgment. So we don't often see the, uh, the the resurrection of the unrighteous talked about, at least in terms of resurrection. Often it's talked about in terms of judgment. But that's what he's bringing up here is everyone has a resurrection and judgment is either resurrection for eternity in heaven or resurrection for eternity in hell. Verse 16, this is the statement he made before the Sanhedrin, which reason that the uh, high priest had him smacked on the mouth. I always strive to have a clear conscience toward God and men. Now he's dealing here with the third charge. The third charge is that he attempted to defile the temple. So starting in verse 17. After many years, I came to bring charitable gifts and offerings to my people. While I was doing this, some Jews from Asia found me ritually purified in the temple without a crowd, and without any uproar. It is they who ought to be here before you to bring charges. 
if they have anything against me. So his defense here about this third charge is, he said, okay, after many years, I came to bring these gifts. Now, it's been five years since he's been to Jerusalem. Back in chapter 18, there was a brief mention of going to Jerusalem, and he's been away for five years now. So he brought this, this, these gifts for his people. And then he says, okay, well, what happened was I was in the temple. I was ritually pure, meaning I belonged there. I wasn't violating any rules, and I wasn't gathering a crowd. I wasn't doing anything. There was no uproar, and these Jews from Asia made these accusations. And now his point is, in which case, if, that, if I was doing something wrong, they should be here as witnesses to testify about this wrongdoing that I allegedly did. And so, if I did something wrong in the temple, the people who were the witnesses should be here to say what I did. And they're not here. Verse 19, it is they who ought to be here. So he's dealt with the three charges. The charge that he's a troublemaker, a threat to the peace, and his point is, no, and there's no witness here saying anything I did. He's a ringleader of the sect of Nazarenes, and he says, well, that's not a bad thing. And the third charge is that he attempted to defile the temple. And she says, I didn't, I wasn't, and there's no witnesses here to say otherwise. Now he does bring it back to what those that are here can testify to. Verse 20, or let these men here state what wrongdoing they found in me when I stood before the Sanhedrin. Other than this one statement I shouted while standing among them, Today I am on trial before you concerning the resurrection of the dead. So this is the only offense that anybody here could testify to, that he made this statement before the Sanhedrin. But that's not really an offense. He uh, has every right to say that under Roman law, under Jewish law. And he is making the case here as part of his defense. He is sharing the gospel, the hope in the resurrection, because that's what it is all about. So the accusers have made their case. They've brought three charges against Paul. He's a troublemaker. He's a ringleader of the Nazarene sect, and he attempted to defile the temple. Paul has refuted each of the charges and said, if they're going to charge me with anything, it'd be for saying that I have a hope in the resurrection. And you know it's sticking in the crawl of these high priests and elders that are here from the Sanhedrin. Because unless there's some Pharisees with them, I assume they're probably all Sadducees. None of them have a hope in the resurrection. But they can't have a riot here like they did back in Jerusalem. So they've made their case against him. Paul's made his defense on his behalf. And now it's up to Felix. And we'll see you next time what he decides. So thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Acts.